Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. Not just everybody's voices. I change their names. You could make up like you're, you could say you're from a phony place. Uh, you make up the phony name, like I said. But I just want to hear your true story. So if you want to be on the show because you have an interesting secret naughty life that you want to talk about, or if you don't have to be anonymous if you don't want to, but you still have an interesting story you want to tell me. I love interesting stories. You could be on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on be on the show. Now, if you have an anonymous confession that you just want to get off your back, I get a lot of really interesting confessions on my confessions line. You could call in. You could call that line 24-7. The number is 347 4203579. That's 347-420-3579. Just make sure you're in a quiet place. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, no problem. Just call back again. I edit those in. I change all the voices on those confessions and they are all aired on my Patreon. My Patreon is a great place. And since this is a fetish Friday, I have different tiers on my Patreon. I have a $5 tier, a $7 tier for guys who are into pantyhose, and I have a $10 tier for cross-dressers. 
But on my Patreon, you hear all the naughty confessions as well as get pics, naughty pics of all of my guests, like R-rated pics, as well as get access to my Discord. That's where people get really naughty. Okay, there's a lot of X-rated stuff over there. I don't take part in that, but that's like basically a forum for my listeners to go in and share stuff. You could do whatever you want over there on my Discord. You get access to that as well. And if you're a cross-dresser or you're into pantyhose, you get exclusive content. And you get one episode a month, but you get everything back, everything that I've done in the past couple of years. So there's like hundreds of exclusive episodes as well, as well on there. So it's a really good deal. Patreon.com slash Strictly Podcast. The links to that is in the description. Today, I have on both Kelsey and Kenzie. I love their story. You're going to love it. There's a lot to it, okay? There's like a lot of backstory. Really, what they wanted to call in and talk about is how Kenzie just came out as transgender to her wife, Kelsey. But of course, we go all the way back when did Kenzie start to realize that she was trans? It started with a little bit of cross-dressing. We go back to when that started, how her family felt about it because she got caught, uh, her background, where she came from, because it turns out that Kenzie had a crazy life and she really acted out a lot. She had a lot of stuff put on her when she was little. She wound up in jail a bunch of times. And when she came out of jail one time, she met Kelsey. I mean, it's a kind of interesting story how they met. Kelsey has a backstory herself. She had just become sober when she met Kenzie. They're very lucky they fucking met each other. Kelsey's pretty amazing, okay? She didn't know everything from the get-go about Kenzie. It wasn't until recently that she really fully realized she was transgender and wanted to go down that route. She literally came out seven days ago to Kelsey as well as everybody else. And she talks all about that. And Kelsey jumps in too. Like, how did she feel uh, when she found out different things about Kenzie? Because at first, Kenzie did admit that she was into wearing women's clothing and then she was dressing and then she was gender fluid. And then she finally came out as trans and she talks about that whole process. Kenzie talks all about how she felt about the whole process. She's super cool. Let me tell you, you're going to be jealous of Kenzie that he met Kelsey because she's pretty spectacular. We get into their whole backstory. She also came out to everyone in their families and we talk about how the reaction was. This is very new. This is a couple I want to talk to a year from now and see where they're at because literally, like I said, she just came out this past week and then came out to everyone, pulled the Band-Aid off. It's super interesting to hear her story. She talks uh, also about where she wants to go as far as transitioning. Um, so anyway, I have pictures of them. They sent me some pics. I have them over on my Patreon. Links to that is in the description, but I'm going to be right back on with Kelsey and Kenzie. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Kelsey and Kenzie. Welcome, both of you. You're both on today to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you guys doing? Pretty decent. Well, listen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Okay, so listen, this is a, little, a very... A little nervous about being on the show. No, I love it, okay? Listen, you guys, this is like something very new in your relationship, okay? Well, I'm not talking to you three years down the line. Kenzie, okay... Just came out. I mean, this is your guy's story. Like, Kenzie just came out to Kelsey as being transgender, correct? I mean, you know, I need the whole yes. backstory, but that's like where you're at right now. But this just happened, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been eight days. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let's lead up to eight days ago. Okay. How long you guys married? You know, what was your deal before Kenzie? Like how much did Kelsey really know? Let's get the whole story. I don't know who wants to start. Yeah. So we've been together eight years and let's see, she started cross-dressing like two years ago, probably. Yeah. And then she started identifying as gender fluid. And then last week sort of progressed to the point where she told me she was a woman. Well, let me ask you this, Kenzie, because I have talked to a lot of cross-dressers. I mean, most of the time cross-dressing starts really early on. When did it start for you? Well, even in school, I was always like a really hypersensitive kid and didn't really have many friends and things of that nature. But the first memory that I can, well, remember is I was like 12 years old and I had taken some of my mom's underwear and like one of my sister's shirt and I put them on. And I think it's probably different for most people, but for me, it was never really like a sexual thing. It wasn't something that I did like putting on women's lingerie and, and, and fantasizing about it and jerking off. It was just more of like a, a comfortability thing, I think, for me. That's I interesting. Felt, uh, yeah. I, I, I just felt like more like myself, I guess, um, more comfortable in my own skin. But in, in, it, in, it, in it, my stepmom, I think I was 14 years old, was changing my bed for me. And she had found like my stash of girl clothes that I had accumulated oh over God. the last few years in between my box spring and my mattress so it's it's been going on i'm i'm 36 now so it's been going on for quite a while <laughs> yeah how did she react i i'm i'm really curious about that to know what she actually ever did do right because when i came out to my father he was just kind of like well make sure this is what you want to do he's not very supportive at all and i told him i said because he's not married to her anymore i said well why don't, why don't you call her and, and ask her about it I don't, i'm not sure if she ever told you or she just kind of made me feel like shameful about it and was like I promise I won't tell your father like I don't want to do that to him like I was doing something to him yeah, so terrible. That, well, and she, that, that sentence she right her- there is so terrible to say because what is that the, she's saying so much in that sentence that's really bad yeah well and she took Kenzie's clothes away and basically said if you want them back you have to tell your father that they're yours yeah terrible I hear these kinds of like awful stories you know um all the time but I feel like her saying I'm not gonna do that to your father it's really saying like I care more about the way he feels than you I mean it's like it's terrible um yeah yeah so I mean how confusing was that for you at that time I would assume super confusing yeah, it, it was always very, very, very confusing for me because I, I, I grew up in a super conservative kind of Christian household. And mm-hmm. so like weren't allowed to I'll, I'll do the air quotes. I know you can't actually see listen to secular music and everything like was really locked down and monitored my whole life. So it, it's just it was it was shameful, to be honest. I was taught that that it was something that was shameful, that. Anybody who was gender queer or just queer in general, anybody who that belonged to the LGBTQ plus community was just not okay. That it was a sin that you would go to hell. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. funny, right? If you really <laughs> think about it. But when you're young and you don't really understand, you it's like it's it's horrifying. You get older and you're like, this is the dumbest shit. Who believes that? It's, it's so weird. If you really think about it, if you have like a your own 
brain. It doesn't make any sense, right? It's it's crazy, especially like who would pick that if they if they had to. But mm-hmm. let me ask you this because you said you said before like I never had really that many friends and stuff. Do you feel like it was a a big part of not feeling comfortable as a person? No, I don't. I don't think that's that's what it was. I was I was really off the walls and like just really really sensitive and would give anybody anything. So I got picked on a lot and looking back, like obviously used a lot from from people. But it was just kind of one of those things where I was just totally off the walls, like really bad ADHD. But I always was very sweet. I always had a, a big heart. And, and so also, I, I think that my social emotional development was definitely stunted because instead of regular school, I was homeschooled in a church basement. Oh, so you, you, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So so you miss out on that whole how, how to kind of resolve things and, and keep long term friends. And, and it's something that I've struggled with even in my early 30s. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I have yeah. a kid, I have a son and he's seven. And I'm sorry, but like, weird kids had weird have weird parents i mean they're not born weird you know what i mean like it's seriously it's yeah. a, a lot of parents do their kids a real fucking disservice i see it all the time and it's sad because uh, how are you going to learn to be social and make friends if you're at home all the time i mean it's crazy sorry homeschoolers let your kids fucking go out in the real world i'm sorry you know what I mean? it's right no seriously yeah i mean I, I think that it can work in certain scenarios but i think for the most part um, it's, it's just not, it's not a, a good idea. And I, and I think that that instability, not having friends consistently, constantly feeling shame. I mean, yeah. that's what really kind of, it, it got me in a, in a lot of trouble, um, you know, in, in my teen years and, and, um, right up until, you know, You're my late, late my late twenties. Yeah. And I was just such an angry person and I just felt so much shame and I <sighs> hated who I was. Of course, because um, you couldn't really uh, be yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, did you ever wonder if you were gay? I mean, like, were you confused about your sexuality and your gender? Was it both things that you were questioning, or did you ever even question it? No, no. I mean, I, I would, I would now self-identify as uh, a lesbian. Mm-hmm. I'm still attracted to females i've never right. been attracted to men mm-hmm. we, we we like and and i don't even want to say this in an associate because i think a lot of people associate it with with being gay but a few years ago in our relationship like we started doing pegging so i i i know that i don't like men but i do know that obviously i like things in my ass <laughs> <laughs> But so do I, okay? And this is what I always say. It's so <laughs> stupid. It is just a stigma, okay? It's the only reason why. It has nothing to do with being gay, okay? Gay women right. go down on women. But does that mean if I have my guy go down on me that I'm gay? Like, it's just so dumb. It's just exactly like you just realize that your ass has a lot of sensitivity like any gay man or any straight woman. I'm a three-input girl. It feels fucking good. It would feel the <laughs> same way for a guy. You know what I mean? Get over it. It's so dumb. I think that it has nothing to do with it. But I think a lot of guys actually unfortunately are missing out because there is that stigma and it doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. there isn't that stigma for this the kind of sex that lesbians have right uh it doesn't translate to the the same stigma of oral sex for women um but there's still such an unfortunate stigma attached to gay men that is uh still there to this day which i don't understand so now when you were younger right you knew you liked women when did you start to wonder about your gender identity because you were cross-dressing did you and you 
said you felt comfortable. Did you know what that meant at that time or no? No, I, I don't think that I was fully aware at that time. I do remember a conversation I had with my mom one time where there was a trans person on. It was like an, an, a really old, obscure, like, I think it was like Nat Geo or something that we were yeah. watching. And she just like, I guess she had to pull me aside in the other room in the den and like talk to me because I guess my physical reaction, she could just tell that something was really, really wrong that I was like, not feeling okay about something because I got really quiet. And of course, when someone like me gets quiet, like, you know, something's wrong because I always talk and I'm always ADHD, off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and, and so she just, ex she just explained to me, Oh, well, are, it's not, if you're feeling that way, we can get you some help. And so I think that to change you to be Right, not to help you to right. right, 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 to help you to go back to being the opposite way, not to go into it, right? Good news, Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So, if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, Strictly Anonymous podcast at gmail dot com. That's Strictly Anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Right, right. Yeah. And so I think that that has definitely played a significant role in me not exploring how I feel and just kind of trying to shove it all down and shove it to the back. And it's, it's taken a long time. And I'm, I'm just so incredibly blessed um, that that Kelsey has given me this amazingly safe space in our relationship and she always has. And I just, I, uh, I think that had I never met her, I probably would have never came out as, as a transgender woman. I, I probably, I, I, I used to be really angry and I'm, I don't know, it's just like the floodgates opened a little while ago, like a little over a week ago. And I think that if you ask Kelsey, she'll, she'll tell you that my whole everything has changed. Like I'm just so much more mellow and calm now. And like, I, it's just different. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel resentful in a way that I, it took me this long. And, but I'm, I'm also blessed that luckily for me, because things start to get a lot more complicated. If you start trying to transition from a medical standpoint, 40 years of age and older is when it starts to be a much difficult transmission transformation. Yeah. Transition. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's um, interesting. Right. Just physically. Well, with, like, with, with, yeah, with, 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 with hormone therapy. And yeah. Yeah. I never would think of that. I can't wait to get to the point where Kelsey comes into the picture, but I just have a couple more questions about your childhood. Like after your mom, sure. your stepmom found all that stuff, right? And she obviously mm -hmm. probably threw it away. Did you try to shelf that for a while or did you go right back to getting clothing and just doing it secretly? What, what well, happened after that? I think about a week after that is 
when I kind of flipped out, I lost it. I threw a bureau through a closed window. And then from that point on, I was either in foster care or incarcerated until I was 29 with very brief periods of being on the street here and there. Um, oh, my God. And, did you yeah, listen to and, my and Jamal episode by any chance? I did. Out? I did. I did. You, yeah. Ju- yeah, you just put that out like maybe two weeks ago. I yeah. did listen to it. Yeah. Because yeah, he was he was in the Fed, the federal prison, too, because it's I a mean, little like, different. Like. But what's important about these stories always is like, and especially with Jamal, you could sit there and be like, oh, this is a guy that's in jail. Or you could be like, no, this is a kid that was gay who was abandoned and told he was not worthy because he was gay and dismissed by his father. And so he wound up in jail because that ruined his life. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's the stuff that really that happens. And that's important. I mean, why were you in and out of jail all this time? Like, look what you were going through. I mean, I think that that most criminals don't are born criminals. <laughs> right. We're all product right. of our environment. Most people, some people I think are born defective. I'm sorry. Jeffrey Dahmer, like, you know, Charles Manson. Like, I don't know <laughs> that these people had a shot. There are defective people, but that's not the majority. I just think some people have it worse uh, when they're younger and shit happens to them and it, it becomes a thing. Like, I mean, you were obviously acting out for probably a lot of reasons more than we could get into on this call because we want to get into when you met Kelsey and stuff. But, you know, you were acting out for a reason. Something was wrong. Right, right. So when you were incarcerated, there was no way for you to dress. How did you get your fix? Mm, the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to listen to Delilah religiously. Um, uh-huh. uh, Delilah. I don't know. And just like being able to hear like people being hypersensitive and, and because it's just uh, prison in general is just such a toxic environment. I mean, it's just uh, it's, you know, it, and it's taken me a long time to kind of drop that mentality. I mean, it took me a couple of years after I after I got out to, to stop. It's like if somebody calls you a punk or a bitch, you have to you have to take off on them. And if you don't take off on them, then your own your your race is going to take up take off on you. And so it's just it's I don't know. I I, I think that I don't want to say that I ignored it, but I think that I was just so desperately in survival mode yeah, that it yeah, almost yeah. didn't even feel like I I needed needed a fix because like I said, for me, it was never really like a sexual thing. And I already was projecting this macho image of someone that is not me in, in real life just to kind of get by. Um, so I, I don't think that I really thought about it a whole lot while I was incarcerated. Yeah, listen, that makes sense. If you don't have your basic needs being met and you're in that kind of extreme circumstances, it makes sense that you wouldn't have the luxury to go to that part yeah. of yourself, right? I mean, this is, yeah, that's not sure. most people's life, but you were living in that extreme kind of life. Now, how do you wind up meeting Kelsey? <laughs> well, actually, I will. Do you want, do you want yeah. to say So yeah. Kenzie was living... She'd gotten out of prison like a couple days before and smuggled a smartphone into the halfway house where she was living and downloaded a dating app. And that's how we met. Like both of us were on for like a day and we just clicked and kind of never have been separate since then. But wait a second. How old are you guys at this point when you guys meet? I was 26. So you Mm -hmm. would have been 27 or 28. Okay, so you go on your first date with Kenzie. Is he like, hey, I just got out of prison? Yes. 
And and I was living at the time in a sober house. I was a newly recovered alcoholic. So we we're kind of like at the same stage in our life trying to rebuild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing everything you're not supposed to do in AA. The worst thing you do in that first year is have a relationship. <laughs> I had so many relate. I'm a sober person. I have a great one hour episode about my journey. I coming out, I taped it already. And I made a joke like that first year. They tell you, don't have a relationship. Don't do this. Don't do that. I was like, I did everything. I had like 10,000 relationships. <laughs> so you went <laughs> and you, did, you didn't just have a relationship. You went out and had a relationship with a guy that just got out of prison. But like, look, I mean, yeah. how many years later are you guys together and you found the right person? Lucky you. Yeah, we have a really good life now. We live yeah. in like the suburbs in a house and have a pretty normal life. Yeah, that's amazing. Let me ask you this, Kenzie, real quick. Um, do mm -hmm. you ever go back to jail or is that your last stint that time? No, I I go back one more time. Okay. I, 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 I go back one more time because I violated the halfway house rules for a dirty urine for marijuana. Oh, and okay. I only had two months left on my sentence. So while I was back in, in, in Rhode Island, she would take buses and trains like for like three, four hours each way to come and visit me during those couple of months. And, and then I finally, I got, I got released in March of 2016. I, my head was still broken because I, I thought I could still use use drugs in, in, in safety or just a little bit. And I actually ended up overdosing and Kelsey gave me chest compressions and, and kept me alive for, for nine minutes until the paramedics got there. Wow. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a lot there. Yeah. But Kelsey, yeah, so as a sober person, I mean, you must've known the signs or knew when he was using and stuff. I mean, did you know that he was having issues? Yeah. I mean, she, she overdosed. Oh, that she, did I say he? It's it's yeah. no no no, no that way. she was that it's she hard was having. When you're talking, it's hard when you're talking in past tense and thinking of her yeah. as a man. But yeah, she she overdosed the first night that she got out of prison. I knew right away what was going on, and and she only used for about ten days before she got sober. So it was a rough ten days, but she pulled her head out of her butt pretty quick. Well, I I, I had over I overdosed yeah. again ten days later. I mean, and that was that's why it was going on for that 10 days and then so it's it, yeah it's there's there's a lot there um how long how long ago was that over seven years yeah now. i mean i have seven years clean now so yeah that's um, amazing i love when you're talking to people like seven years out or jamal 10 years out because i think it's important to show people that people can change everyone thinks nobody could change i believe people can because i've changed so much in my life most people think people can't i think people can fucking change as long as you're alive that's what you're supposed to do that's what we're here for to fucking change you know what i mean it's actually more <laughs> abnormal to me that people don't change you know you're supposed yeah. to change that's what life's about growing and changing and and so I think that that's like amazing that here you are seven years later I know you have a little one and you guys have a child because you were putting them to bed before we spoke so like you said living in the suburbs white picket fence who would think that th this story could end that way that's like amazing but let me ask you Kelsey when you meet Kenzie, do you notice anything different about her when you're with her? I mean, <laughs> oh my God, you're laughing. Why? Yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely got like a lot of gay vibes from her. <laughs> right. Like I snooped through her like Google history a little bit and mm -hmm. 
found like a bunch of transgender porn and was like really insecure at first and then I realized that she just really loves pussy like more than anything in the world and just kind of put it to the back of my mind because I didn't have any doubt that she was in love with me and attracted to me. But now when you found, though, when you snooped, and you were obviously snooping because you thought something was up, and you find that transport, did you go to her and say, what the fuck? And, like, how was that? that con- or did you keep it to yourself? Uh, yeah, I just kept it to myself. I don't know. I, I should. I knew I shouldn't have been snooping in the first place, and I, I didn't <laughs> right. her to trust me less, so I didn't say anything. So you didn't say anything, but it did. I'm I'm assuming it made you have questions in your mind for a while, right? Because now you have this kind of information. Yeah. I mean, I think pretty quickly after like probably a few years in our relationship, she started to be a lot more open about thinking that she was attracted to transgender people. And like watching that porn in front of me and it sort of just became not a big deal. Yeah, that's amazing that eventually she was able to be completely honest with something you already knew, but you never said anything because you felt secure in your relationship, at least at that point. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And now, Kenzie, what was the first thing that you put out? She obviously knew something was up. Was it that you're into trans porn? What was the first thing that you threw out there to, to Kelsey about your your trans side? Okay, yeah. No, I, I think that I think that, that would definitely be like um, underwear, right? Because uh, lovely Amazon has all sorts of like, it's basically women's underwear that are, you know, cute lingerie that they have pouches sewn in the front so that they're they're tailored um, they're tailored for men. And mm-hmm. so I brought, I brought it up to her. Um, what'd you say? She, what, what did I say? I, I honestly, it like, wasn't that big a moment. I don't think I remember. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was so non-reactive. Like she, she, uh, she was so nonchalant about it. I think that, um, neither of us can really even remember what the reaction was. Um, that's amazing. Lucky you. And you must have oh, known so that blessed. at that. You must have known that at that point, right? That you're gonna throw that out there, and this is the kind of woman that's gonna be cool with it, right? Because you were. This is a couple years in, right? Like you really know her by now that you put that out there. Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. we, we were dating for probably at least two years at that at that point, and she actually turned and looked to me when we we're standing in our, our bathroom. We have a um, um, a bathroom off our off the master bedroom, and she looked at me and she said, "If you're." transgender that I would still I would never leave you right um and and I'm not sure exactly what prompted her to say that but she said that a year ago and that was before any of the gender fluid and all the other labels that I felt like I needed to to put out there to to I don't know I think it was it was a progression for myself too I think I needed those labels and that in in those moments to kind of cope and and kind of just nudge myself a little bit closer to to being who I view myself as truly for sure. I always say that about labels. I think that they're fucking great. And I know a lot of old people don't feel that way. And some people find them confusing. I, I don't know that you need them your whole life. But I think it's like a really great thing to be able to be to be labeled something than to not fucking know. When I was born, there was like three things you could be gay, 
bisexual or straight, you were married right. or single. I mean, there was just like not that many boxes. And if you didn't fit mm-hmm. into any of those little boxes, you were like weird or not normal. And so I think it's great that there's every kind of fucking box out there for every kind of me- me- gender, sexuality, all that stuff. You don't need to keep it forever. And why? who the fuck do you care if someone labels themselves? But I think it's really helpful to people, no matter what age mm. you are, to be able to sort of put a label to it. To cl- it, it clears you up. But half our life, we're trying to figure out who the fuck we are. We're not born knowing. Like, you figure that out. It's what your 20s are and 30s. Some people still haven't figured out who the fuck they are. And I do think that these labels really help people. I think it's great. For, and you just explained that for you, it was a, a good thing, right? Oh, ab- absolutely. Like, because when I finally did tell Kelsey, I mean, I I probably was in the fetal position, just had completely losing it, bawling my eyes out for, I'd probably say, a solid hour or so. <laughs> wow. And so, obviously, there was a lot of pain there. But, yeah, it, 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 it allowed me to, giving myself these different labels, working up to that it, it kind of allowed me to work it out within myself and yeah. also have some peace in the moment because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm just gender fluid. Maybe I swing one way one time and, and the next time I'll swing this way or or, yeah. or or today I wear a dress, tomorrow I wear pants. And it, it gave me some relief for a while, <laughs> right, for a while. And I think that any time a label is no longer giving me relief, it kind of forces me to kind of figure out what the next label or the next thing is. And and so they definitely helped me in, in my journey and in, in being able to progress. Yeah. And all that's doing for you is helping you get really super clear on who you are. And that's important because mm-hmm. I, I have people that are 50 years old and they're still not fucking clear and they haven't been able to be as open as you are and stuff. So you're one of the lucky ones that you're sitting here on my show at 37, you know, with your girl fully yeah. out and proud what how did you uh because she said that you started cross-dressing two years mm-hmm. ago so that started with the panties and you just brought that out and but how did it progress and how did you feel about it kelsey like i didn't really feel that strongly about it one way or the other it made her happy and so it was fine with me i kind of i guess i identify as like on me i've slept with plenty of women before I haven't dated one before well I guess I have <laughs> <laughs> now you are but, and you're married to one now but you had yeah. before mm-hmm. but I just I I love her for the person she is first and yeah. foremost and mm-hmm. so the outside is just whatever makes her happy makes me happy but how did it, how, like, in your house, though, or at this point when, you know, Kenzie starts dressing, is, I'm assuming it, it goes from panties to more, right? Like, you're then, are you are you full, do you get to the point where you started fully dressing in front of her, Kenzie? Yeah, so I think what, what ended up happening, um, I believe... You just told me you wanted to try on a girl's outfit, I think. Yeah, I, I think, I think I actually asked her, I think... I think I actually asked her to order me an outfit offline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think how it started. And then from there, it was just from there. It was okay. Well, I think I want to try putting on makeup. And so um, Kelsey's absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, being so patient with me and teaching me all sorts of things. And yeah, she ruined all my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'd be I pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely did ruin a lot of your makeup. <laughs> I love you. 
yeah and and so from there I've been working with a, a a phenomenal therapist who specializes in matters of gender and and she's really sex positive and so I've been working with her for about a year so that was kind of the next I guess progression was after the full outfits and the makeup it came well geez I, I think I really need to talk to somebody about this like I'm not I'm feeling very less than I'm feeling very shameful just kind of all those old voices that were so deeply ingrained in me were, were getting 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 loud and so I, I did the most rational thing and that's go to therapy <laughs> and I think about six six months into therapy I, I, I started to identify as a, a gender fluid and was looking even even as identifying as gender fluid Kelsey would help me find like the best doctors because I wanted to definitely get breasts. I wanted top surgery. And I don't know. I, I think that the weight just got too heavy to hold until I just kind of broke down and admitted it to myself and, and to her that I was transgender. Well, and for me, gender fluid made me a lot more nervous than Kenzie just being a woman because mm-hmm. like that's so tricky to to be able to so the pc word now is blend not what is it blend blend what is that Um, what does that stand for as opposed to passing as female you would say blend oh okay Mm -hmm. so kelsey i just felt like being gender fluid she was never really going to be able to blend in either direction and i was really worried about how that was going to impact her emotionally whereas now that she's a trans woman, like there's a very clear path forward on how to get her to where she wants to be. Right. Now, Kelsey, do you have like, is anybody else besides the two of you in the know of like all of this stuff that's going on in your relationship? Like, have you come out to any other person, Kenzie, Kelsey, have you told any of your friends and like what kind of reactions have you guys gotten Um, or how you're just keeping it between the two of you as of now, even just the cross dressing and all the stuff that's come up. Right. So we've never shared any of those aspects with anyone, but I did feel like it was very important to, to solidify and affirm that I am a trans woman that people in my life needed to know. Mm-hmm. And I was just tired of hurting so much. So we just kind of really took the approach of where we ripped the Band-Aid off. So we have actually contacted Kelsey's parents, my mother and my stepdad, my dad. All our friends. Yeah, like all of our all of our friends. And you, I, 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 my heart really goes out there to people that don't have the amazing support system that I have just in my personal life. I mean, obviously we, we also got onto the forums and joined some LGBTQ plus groups and the support there is phenomenal. So there, there really isn't anyone in my life that doesn't know at this point. That's pretty major. Now, how did your parents feel? When you <clears throat> told them? Well, so here's the thing I have, a, I have, I have a sister she was born a man, so I have a transgender sister as well. Oh, you're um, kidding! And when did she no. come well, out? Stepsister. When did he well, come out? Stepsister, yeah. Okay. So she, she came. She came out right after. She came out about five years ago. She got um, released from the military, and her plan was to she she chose infantry frontline, and her plan was I'm going to save up every penny, and I'm either gonna die. In 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 a, in a war, or I'm going to have all the money to transition when I when I'm 
you know, when my four or five years is up. I mean, she was borderline suicidal, I think. It, it, it was yeah, at that obviously. Point. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like either I'm going to like fucking end it all or I'm going to be the who the fuck I am. I get it. Yeah. So the the problem is, is I mean, I hate saying this, but like she's just not very nice. She's just kind of a bitch. <laughs> and so and so she really kind of ruined it for me with my my mom and my stepdad. Right. Because they now associate with like her being a shitty human with being transgender. Right. And right. so my mom. We were trying to work up the courage to say some things, to say stuff to her. And it had she was actually asking about my my trans sister and whether or not she had the bottom surgery. And we just told her, like, that's that's not ours to tell. Like, it's not really any of your business what somebody has in their pants. And so she was saying a lot of like transphobic things. And of course, Kelsey being Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. my mother was mm-hmm. saying. That. So Kelsey being Kelsey was really sticking up for me and kind of going to bat. And so. At that point, I just had assumed that I was going to lose them, which it, which it, 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 my stepdad is probably my biggest support in, in my life. My wow. dad is he's my dad sucks, but my, my stepdad, I, I didn't want to lose that relationship. So I, I was pretty upset about that. And then I said, well, if I feel like I'm going to lose them anyways, we may as well just rip off the Band-Aid. And and so I told her that about, you told me what you have to specify. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So 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 I don't even know what I was saying. You told me to text your mom. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. You want. Yeah. So I, I texted I texted Kenzie's mom and said, you know, we use aardvark. Aardvarks are <laughs> code word <laughs> for Kenzie's old name because it's just so ridiculous. It makes you laugh. Yeah. So I said, Aardvark's not Aardvark anymore. She's she's Kenzie and sort of just braced ourselves for a response, I think. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. was the response? She, my mom has, a, she's, she has some mental health issues and she's a lot to, to, to handle sometimes, right? And so she had kind of tried to make it all about her. So I just had to be really patient in texting back and forth with my mom until where we kind of got in a decent place to where now they both say that they are excited and eager to meet me and they live about three, four, three or four hours away from, from where we live. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually going to be driving out there. I think like the second weekend in August, just by myself. And I don't know, I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, listen, I think <laughs> if you were able to turn them around in that short of a time to where that they were at least texting, accepting and wanting to meet, that's pretty amazing because that's a far place yeah. to come in a short while. And I think, listen, I think, of course, they make it about them. You, this is about you. I mean, this is as human beings, we're always like think of ourselves first. You know, everyone's like basically fucking selfish. You know, and you do have to understand that, you know, you guys are parents now, too, that they have to mm. go through their process. You've been dealing with this your whole life. You finally are at the point where you are ready to fucking do it. Sometimes the other person isn't just yet. I actually think you're lucky that they turned around so quickly because I think other parents take a little bit longer and I think you have to understand that you know and give them time because you know it took you time to get there right so some, but I think that that's great that they're ready uh, to meet you and looking forward to it well I think that my my 
only full biological sibling was my sister and she just she just passed away from from an overdose in February and so now my mom only has one biological child and that's me and as for my stepdad um he has other kids but none of you know that he doesn't talk to the other two so I'm the only child that he has in his life I mean now my dad kind of went the complete opposite way right because when my sister died, I, we, we, my father and I have always had a very complicated relationship. He has no emotional intelligence. He's from a very different generation, and yeah. he just he drank through his first liver. He just got a transplant like two or three years ago, a liver transplant, and so now he's sober for the first time in like literally sixty years. Wow! And uh, I, I think that he's probably pretty miserable yeah really miserable and <laughs> well so where I'm yeah. where it's at with him and is he's kind of just ignoring it and yeah. kind of refusing to accept it and like mm-hmm. even though I legally changed my name he's still dead name de- dead naming me yeah um, and me and I don't think that he'll ever accept it but you don't know because listen let me just tell you something and I put this in part of my a bit about this is very important for people to realize about people and Kelsey you're sober this and Kenzie you're sober you know this I'm sober and I think what a lot of people don't understand and they forget is that someone that's using something it's not like you take the thing that you're using away and now you're fixed the thing that you were using is not the problem there's something underneath that. You take that away and then the work starts. Then you're at the beginning of fixing yourself. And I think a lot of people don't fucking understand that. And they think, oh, someone's mm-hmm. going to get clean. I got them to stop drinking and now they should be normal. And when they're not normal, they're like, well, oh, this person's still fucked up. Look, their drinking wasn't the problem. You get, as a sober person, you are fucked up the minute you stop your stuff because then you realize <laughs> why you were doing it because you were a fucking mess. Your father was drinking himself to the point where he lost his liver because he is protecting some part of himself that he can't fucking deal with or else there would be no reason for him to be drinking that much in the first place. So that guy's fucking lost. It doesn't mean, though, as a sober person that he's not going to find his way. I think the fact that your dad is sober for the first time and lost his fucking liver is you have actual chance of that man changing and becoming a better person because that's the only way that people who are drinking that much or using that much will ever change is they got to get fucking sober first and then start the work that's when the work starts so the fact that he's newly sober like you got to give him time but he might come around you don't know so being sober changes people like nothing Mm. else would you know what i mean like seriously it it really is the most powerful thing that somebody with fucking major issues could ever do it changed me i always say like from going in a room that was fucking pitch black to being out in the sunshine like that's how drastic of a change Mm. getting sober will be but it doesn't happen immediately after it takes years and every year is better and better you guys know that you're both sober so Give your t- your dad a chance. He may come around. I think it's amazing that you have that great relationship with your stepdad right now. And you know mm. that at least that's not leaving you because that's a thing. And what you have is Kelsey. Kelsey sounds fucking amazing. I mean, you know, and I always <laughs> oh say, gosh. I mean, I always say there's someone for everyone. Like, look, you're a guy that just got out of fucking jail. And the first day you get out, you're like, I'm like an ex-prisoner. Here I am dating. And you meet the girl of your dreams and she's like amazing. Yeah. Like, it really goes to show that there is somebody for everyone. And if that's what you want, you could find it. And look what you found. Like, gold. She I saved mean, my dad's life, too. Literally. Oh, really? You were a part of his journey? Like, how did you do that, Kelsey? Well, he, 
he hadn't been responding to us for a couple days and we knew that his drinking had escalated and Kenzie was feeling really upset with him at the time and didn't want to go over to check on him. So I went over and saw how yellow his eyes were and how jaundiced his skin was and basically said, okay, you don't have a choice. We're going to the hospital. And he... He wanted his Burger King first, so we went to Burger King, and (laughs) (laughs) and then we went to the hospital, and he he ended up in the neuro ICU and was very sick for a while, and then they got him stabilized, and eventually he got his transplant. Yeah. Wow, lucky him. I mean, a lot of people aren't that lucky to get that transplant, I mean, and so soon Mm -hmm. and just in time. So now... So you literally came out one week ago. How was that conversation for you, Kelsey? Because obviously you probably already knew. I mean, or was it a surprise? I mean, how did you feel about it? Um, I wouldn't say like I was certain, mm-hmm. but I'd say I had a pretty good idea of what was coming. Like like Kenzie said earlier, I'd told her probably a, a year ago that if she was trans, that I was fine with it and that I wasn't going anywhere. And she played it like really cool. <laughs> and so she she was driving me crazy. We were just hanging out, snuggling, just having a night to ourselves. Our kid was away at summer camp and she kept kind of bringing something up and then stopping herself. And I was getting more and more frustrated that she wouldn't tell me what it was. And then she finally turned to me and, and said, I'm trans and... I was a little confused at first because I thought we'd sort of already established that she was gender fluid trans. And then it kind of clicked for me. And I said, you mean you're a woman? And she just like started crying and barely got a yes out. And I can't remember exactly what I said, but something along the lines of like, okay, we'll get through this. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And Kenzie, did you, I mean, how how did you and then right after that is that when you started to say is that when you both decided to come clean with everybody like how was that conversation with the two of you and why did you decide to pull the band-aid off I mean because like I said this has all happened in the past seven days so everything must have happened very quickly afterwards right I mean I think this is something that she's so desperate to just get moving on the medical transition. And, Mm -hmm. you know, once she's on hormones and gets implants and all that, then everybody's going to know it anyway. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, might as well just get it over with so we can get, get her on hormones and like really, really start this process. Right. And you, because you've always been interested in women, right? Like you're, down with the transition and it's for you it doesn't make a difference correct it's still Kenzie yeah like, is Kenzie is what's the other name aardvark whatever it doesn't matter right yeah I soul. Mean, same soul. I don't like PIV like at all you don't um, like what I don't like PIV what's PIV uh, penis in vagina sex oh um, oh it, you it don't like penetration like, I really don't, I mean, I don't mind anal, but like, yeah, I just, I find it uncomfortable. I don't enjoy it. I don't get into it really. So our sex life has always been a lot more about like toys and other forms of play. So I don't really anticipate, like, I'm really excited about having boobs to play with. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But other than that, like, I don't think our sex life is going to change all that much. Right. And it's like, because you are going to get fully, you're going to fully transition, right, Kenzie? I'm not sure yet, to be honest. Like, I, oh, okay. I, I am 
I'm absolutely going to live my life as a woman, but I'm I'm really trying to keep an open mind and be non-judgmental for, to myself and just kind of see where this path leads. So if if I had to make a decision today, I would say that I would I would not elect to get any bottom surgeries. There it, having functionality was really important to me. Unfortunately, medicine hasn't really caught up yet and and they still are just I mean cuz most 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 hormone treatments kind of it's basically chemical castration but they've been doing these things with a low low dose estrogen to where you don't have to go on a spiro or a t blocker so you you retain your functionality you can still get an erection so there are definitely ways to do it to where you can maintain functionality yet on the outside be you know appear to be a a, a blended a blended woman right Um, so i'm not really sure yet and what is your relationship to your penis? Because I, I feel like some, like the one trans woman I spoke with recently, what was her fucking name? I just have so many episodes. Sienna, she hated her penis. She used to want to try and cut it off with scissors when she was little. I mean, it was always like, the, and she did the surgery and it was very successful and she has orgasms and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, like, are, so it doesn't sound like you feel that way about your penis. Like, how do you? No, I, your, I mean, I've. I've always been I've always been happy with my penis. Yeah, I, I, I don't I definitely don't hate it. I will say something I've I've noticed in the last few days is obviously because I'm 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 not I never went out in public dressed as a woman. So learning how to like tuck properly so that you can still wear the yoga pants and the skinny jeans and stuff yeah. like that. That's definitely going to be something that I'm going to have to learn mm-hmm. that I've noticed as I've been pretty much exclusively wearing female clothes over the last week with the exception of like non-safe spaces like I was doing some work for somebody and I had to run into Home Depot so it was shorts and a t-shirt and it's and it feels like a mask it feels like a costume and hopefully my goal is to someday be completely blended and and feel completely myself um it's it's just I'm I'm really excited to about this journey and I'm I'm so humbled and feel so blessed by all of the the support that I get from Kelsey and the other people in my life. Yeah. Well, listen, what a fucking life you got, you got, you've lived already. Even Kelsey too. I feel like there's a lot more backstory there for Kelsey, uh, but <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, but you know, when you're only 37 and you've been through so much and you're at this, such a pivotal time in your life. Like it's so interesting where you'll be even 10 or 20 years from now. But I do feel like you are, very lucky. There's only good stuff ahead. I think, listen, I talk to some of my younger friends because I'm in my 50s now. And what's bad about being old is like your skin and your like just like physical stuff. But what's great about being old is like you don't you're not like you're done figuring yourself out. And a lot of like those really intense moments in life happen when you're younger, because that's when it's supposed to, that's when you are figuring yourself out. And it's just, it's great that you're doing it sooner than later. You know what I mean? It really, it really is. And like I said, you're like, you're one of the lucky ones. You listen to my show. There's so many people that are so much older than you that are still living a secret life. So I think it's so great that when people like you share your story and, and show, people that it is possible you were lucky that you found someone who's very open and accepting I think younger people are and that's helpful too just like your age but I think it's like amazing where you've come from now do you have pictures that you could send me for my patreon I always post pics over there I think it'd be super interesting for people to see oh I already have one picked out her ass looks amazing yeah 
Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Awesome. What's your vibe? Like, what's your style, Kenzie? Like, what kind of girl are you? She's like a slutty club girl. Oh my god, that's my favorite. I was hoping you say that whenever the any kind when I have cross dressers on, not just trans, but cross dressers, and they're like, I love the slutty clothes. I'm like, so do I. I just got actually, I had a guy on from um, Shapings, a hosiery brand, right? And he sent me like a whole box of like pantyhose and all stuff. But then he threw in some like really slutty outfits, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to try this shit on. It's like bar- slutty Barbie clothes. Like that's my favorite kind of a vibe. Oh, I know. <laughs> you too. Oh, I know. <laughs> yes i yeah that's definitely my style L- lipstick lesbian all the way yeah yeah yeah. i love it okay awesome so send me some lips lipstick lesbian pics of you kelsey's gonna send them over we'd love a pic of kelsey too anonymous pics i mean kenzie though we'd love to see you as kenzie right so it doesn't have to be like no faces but kelsey if you want to send in a pic of you too or you guys together that'd be fucking awesome i love uh you know, your guy's story. There's so much there. You know, after you do some transitioning, I'd love to have you back on. I think that would be interesting to follow you in your journey. I I, I like uh, that kind of stuff because when I'm talking to people, it's like sometimes we're like at that first chapter. You know, I feel like this is just the yeah. beginning um, in a right. lot of ways. So it would be interesting to talk to you a year from now and see where you're at. Have you changed as far as bottom surgery? Have you not? Have you, do you have your breasts? Where are you at? I think that would be like really interesting to follow. You know, how has your alcoholic, former alcoholic father, has that changed? Because you never know, right? You never right. know. Right. No, we'd, we'd, we'd love to. We'll, we'll definitely send you some some pictures and, and make sure and that we, you know, we post um, it. We will absolutely do that, Kathy. Yeah, we appreciate sure. you. We love your show so much. No, and I love stories like this, and I love that you found my show, and I love that you called in, and I think these stories are super important, and I love that you guys found each other. I like happy endings. I like things that change like this. Like I said, I believe people can change and grow and change, and I love showing people that that is the way that is. You guys both have grown and changed, you know, so much. So thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story, because I think it'll help other people. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks. So Thank keep, keep send me in those pics. Your episode will be up on a Fetish Friday, maybe like next week. Maybe I'm going to put it for Fetish Friday next week because it's such a good one. Cool. So send me those pics sooner than later, okay? We Definitely. absolutely will. Thank you. Awesome. You guys are the best. Congrats and good luck no, with no, everything. All right. Thanks, Bye-bye. you guys. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone?
someone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.